Welcome to the Adapting Places podcast. Uh, this one is going to be about the preparation for a conference I'm going to. I'm actually on the way there now. I decided to go to Barcelona where the International Place Branding Association conference is going to be starting on Wednesday uh, on train. So off from Bristol, stopped in London, uh, where the rules changed due to the the pandemic. Uh, They require the test, so I missed my train, but I knew it was going to be a part of the whole thing because I haven't traveled for for a while though. I just wanted to take the time and visit a few places if I'm going to be going to a conference talking about place. So helps to reflect and prepare as well um, especially because uh, I've been getting tired with work actually you know the, the day job as a, as a user experience researcher has been getting quite busy and the closing of the year normally gets everybody try and squeeze more work before the year has finished and I, I don't like that feeling I think it's just a false sense of trying to squeeze things through and the perfect storm for poor decision making so I took the time off to enjoy the conference and also prepare so I've got um, Paris yesterday and today then I'm gonna go to through Lyon and then Barcelona, where I booked the days of the conference, but also uh, two days after. And then I'm actually traveling to Bulgaria to go back home for a proper holiday, because I do love this academic holiday. The idea that I'm going to go to a conference is like a dream come true. Uh, But I do need a proper break as well and see family. So I'm going to use this to kind of think through some of the ideas that I'm going to present at the conference and so that I can also point people to this podcast that want to hear my thoughts in a bit more detail because at the conference I'm just going to have a few few minutes to present some of the work and I, I normally feel like uh, that then doesn't showcase my ideas in the best possible way. Uh, it's not like I'm a misunderstood genius, but just can only squeeze this much in into a short talk. So I've entered all of the disciplines in the in the conference, uh, being the decathlon uh, athlete of academic thinking that I am, or just an indecisive person that doesn't want to commit to one research project (laughs) so there is the doctoral colloquium because I'm still a PhD uh, researcher kind of in the in the fifth year of six years part-time I'm just starting then uh, they've uh, got the some parallel sessions where we'll be presenting uh, papers I've got a working paper together with my supervisor that is a part of the broader PhD 
and a research program. And then I'm, I've also entered the art gallery because this conference uh, being about place uh, and the community around it, it just has such varied interests. And it's lovely when I've been to that one, like before I even started my PhD, I was covering for the Place Brand Observer website. I remember seeing the gallery and I was like, what? Scientists want to talk about art, but why would they? And once you dig deep into what place is all about, then you realize it's difficult to just capture everything into our academic papers that we must be discussing. So if it doesn't fit into the realms of your traditional science, then solid. Uh, we still have to discuss it if, if it's, you know, happening in reality and we have to use other means, that's fine. So actually let's start with the art gallery because it's the most fun just to warm up. Um, I've got this piece in that's not me really. I'm presenting a project from Bristol where I moved. Uh, last year, two years ago now, can't remember with the pandemic time has just gone weird, but it's a, it's a project called People's Platform. Uh, it's a digital augmented reality art work project that popped up in the in the spot where there used to be a statue of a of a, a notable person from Bristol, Colston, Edward Colston, who was also a slave owner. Um, so what I found through this project is uh, Colston's uh, kind of image as this benefactor and entrepreneur and all of that, those values was actually created as a as a bit of myth after the fact, you know, a hundred years after his death. And it's interesting for me because uh, when I used to work in, in Shrewsbury, a place where Charles Darwin was born, I used to do a festival in the name of Charles Darwin uh, and use that kind of, you know, personality of someone that's born in a place in order to promote values that I thought were important in the place. So it was about, uh, of curiosity and independent thinking and I guess the commercial uh, enterprise and you know going and doing stuff was probably important for the history of Bristol uh, but now the citizens of Bristol have been complaining about that statue and at the end of the day they chose to take it down and throw it into the harbor and for me uh, the project itself was uh, very much intertwined with my own personal life so it really touches on the themes of how um, the kind of science that I'm into can't be this separated out objective stance uh, while not also not being political right I'm, uh, for me what happened was that I've been trying to convince my wife to move to Bristol for a long time because uh, I could tell that every time I was there I just felt 
good and like I would fit in. Um, as younger kids would say, the vibe was good. And obviously, you know, we're trying to unmask what's behind such a vibe in, in place management and place branding oftentimes. You know, what is it in the DNA of a place that has a good vibe? And by the way, I'm now next to the Louvre on the, on the river and gone down. Wow, pretty good. I'll be honest, I underestimated how nice Paris would be just because I didn't want to live the, the tourist you know, experience. But my God, the streets are amazing and the coffee. But anyway, I'll get distracted. So yeah, the meeting to move to Bristol and um, it was the day when this, the it was actually a few days before the statue got torn down. I was living in Shrewsbury. We were getting out of a lockdown from the pandemic and I was in a park and seeing everybody get together with their friends after being locked away for a, lo for a long time. And I was alone and I noticed that, you know, I kind of knew it, you know, most of the people that I'd befriended there had moved on because they weren't locals. There were people that had come from outside, much like myself. Uh, I, I tried to integrate into Shrewsbury very much so, because I was actually working for the town, you know, for a local business improvement district, you know, running the local festival. But it just never, never worked out that way. It's not, you know, some places are just not that open to others. I mean, it's like, it's kind of ridiculous, you know. Um, I felt alienated there so many times, even though I loved it. And by now I'm, you know, convinced it wasn't anything for me, uh, you know, cause I kept saying the same stuff. I kept thinking the same stuff. I kept doing the same stuff and yet it just wasn't landing. So, you know, one can only be disintrospective. It's not nothing with the, you know, the people that want to live a great life there. Cause it's actually one of the loveliest places you could visit, but that's the thing, you know, it's, it's nice. Want to live there, you know. Um, whereas I was trying to, uh, I kind of knew that if I had continued living there, then I wouldn't move away, it would just be too nice. But then I won't have the chance to accomplish anything uh, meaningful just because I, my, my work relies on being connected with other people, being where they are, and as much as you know, we're supposed to be living in a digital world where we can reach others and that's true partially but still there's going to be places where uh, there's going to be more stuff happening and I felt like Bristol was like that but my wife just wasn't on board because she had become attached to Shrewsbury much like myself but uh, I've had that realization before because I've moved where even if you're committed and you have a, an attachment to a place, at one point when it's no longer serving your well-being, like kind of just have to move on. For me, actually, it's something that I now need to unlearn because it, I feel like it's become a solution for many things. So I don't want to like run away. Right? But, but Bristol, I felt like, was a place where I'd want to go. You know, it's, it's a bit hippie if you want to call it. It's... You know, the green people are there and it was my commitment until 2030 at least to become part of the 
the movement to help. Uh, I'm just trying to avoid the, the word solve, you know, like just uh, avoid the climate catastrophe by steering the bigger ships away. So that's why I'm working, you know, as a researcher for um, contracting into the Department for the Environment in the UK. But anyway, that's by the by. The the, the, the focus on Bristol was then <laughs> interesting how it played out, you know, with the Colson statue. I was trying to convince my wife for years, and then we were in that same park, the park where I, I felt alone. And she was, uh, it was another day, but, and she basically showed me a video of people tearing down the statue. And it's, if there ever was an iconic moment, I think that's one of them. Because it's interesting how it's also and it appears through the consciousness of the globe. Um, because, you know, all of the marketing spent of the city of Bristol, all of the tourism investment and all of the, you know, place marketing. I don't want to see then the comparison to, you know, like tearing down a statue versus place marketing. Which one delivers more engagement? That would be an interesting one. Uh, so is is place branding about just positive images? Then that's interesting uh, to think about. But yeah, she she basically said as soon as she saw that video, she's like, "Yep, we need to go there." And I think it's and that's you know how it's related to this artwork is. I don't care about the the debate that's just being pulling wool over our eyes about. The importance of statues and all that stuff. It's more that uh, in that city, when people want to do something, they go and do it. I'm surrounded by people that believe that they're going to do something and they can go ahead and they're empowered to do it. Whereas in some places, you have this other uh, people are stopping me to do X, Y, and Z. I'm not empowered. So, Bristol's like that. And the artwork. Uh, was basically uh, there is this cargo collective of I don't know if they're artists uh, what everybody does there's poets there's that but they launched it and I just stumbled onto it as soon as we had, we'd moved to Bristol and the statue had been torn down they were asking people to contribute to the, the art project with ideas for augmented reality statues that would be visible for people on their smartphones at the plinth where the Colson statue used to be. I submitted an idea and I, I got my piece in, but the broader project is very interesting because it's its tagline is a it's kind of see what you want to see, which is actually, you know, I want to also be a bit critical here because it's dangerous, right? Are we going to have Big Ben deniers one day if we're able to see what we want to see in a place? But, you know, taking it to an extreme maybe and um, yeah so there's multiple statues mine was called the moment uh, it has a splash of water because uh, being interested in place and how place is basically a moment in time and that moment in time of the statue being thrown into the harbor of Bristol Whichever way it gets interpreted later, later in history, sure, that would happen. 
but it's undeniable that that was a moment in history, it's a historic moment. And just being there, I get chills. Huh? So that's the art work. I'm supposed to talk about it at the conference. Well, it's a QR code, right? I, I have the images of my piece, but, but also there is like other community generated ideas like Stevie's, Stevie's, of, I think a nine-year-old that wanted uh, a statue of a bear that used to be put in the bear pit, which is a, an area of Bristol that you know, used to have its own statue made by people. It wasn't like a, an official statue. I think it's made out of wood, it's iconic, but then the council took it down and they basically uh, yeah, made the, the place a bit hygienic, which did probably remove some of the criminal activity from there as well. So like, let's not paint too good of a picture. But that's the art piece. Then there is my uh, PhD project for the Dr. Colloquium, which um, I'll cover in another part so that I can kind of keep the same focus rather than keep waffling on from one theme onto another. And I'm going to keep walking the streets of Paris.